Denver Sports Station, 1043 The Fan presents Stokely and Zach. James Merrill from DenverSports.com in for Zach by today. Brandon Stokely is here. A little bit of breaking news, Stoke. Uh, Kale McCarr just told reporters that he is good to go, so I expect him to be on the ice tomorrow night for the Avs. That is, uh, that's great nervous, news. nervous, nervous, man. Um, can't live in your fears, but when you've had two concussions within like 10 days um, and he is, you know, your best player, second best player, whatever, really important part of this team, probably not going to uh, achieve your goals without him on board. Yeah, and uh, if he gets another concussion, like you, 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 can you roll him out there again? Three concussions, no. in a, right? So he's probably done for the year. So hey, he's gonna play. Uh, I get it, but man, it just makes makes you really nervous that you look at Tua, and we just saw it yeah. in the NFL with Tua, and these guys take a lot of hits to the head area. No, you, you make a good point because I think if you end up with a third concussion, you probably are getting shut down for the year, or should be anyway. I guess that begs the question, then, well, when is the right yeah. time to come back? You're, you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, I don't think there's a game plan uh, um, that uh, you know, tells you exactly when it's the right time, right? You know, you, you usually yeah. you say, whenever he's feeling good, whenever he's healthy. Yeah. I would say, for me, the right time would be first week of the playoffs. Let's go. Yeah, they played really well for the most part while he's been out. They played great. Um, you know, the other night was just a sort of a debacle between the pipes. Uh, other than that, they've played great hockey. They've gotten themselves right back into it, where at one point it was, hey, are they going to make the playoffs? Right. And heading into that game, they were like three points out of the one seed. Like the West is so close that, that they've got a shot to, to to be in much better position than we all thought. I think I'm with you, and I'm normally wow. I'm normally We not, agree on something? Yeah, I'm normally not bubble wrap guy. Right. But in this instance where it's like, man, it, you just have one – kind of inadvertent, you know, shot to the head where you just duck at the wrong time and the other guy ducks at the wrong time and boom, you, you, you bang heads or a shoulder hitch in the side of the head or whatever and you're done for the year. If you're going to take that risk, because anytime you step on the ice, it's going to be that risk, I would have it be in a playoff game. I think what happened, what the, the, the biggest issue and why we're here today is because of how quick they put him out there the second yeah. time. Yeah. And I might be wrong here, but I thought I saw where both times that he's got concussion, he's come back into the game. I know that, yeah. that right? Is that right? Is that correct? I certainly know the second time right. it did happen. Yes. And it's like, what are we doing here? I'm you with know, you. I'm what with are you. we doing? And and now we're we're in this situation now because of how they handled him after the first concussion where they should have been really, really cautious then and given him extra time. And now we're here because of the mishandling of of the situation after the first concussion. Does sound like he'll be back. It is good news that he's healthy enough to be yeah. back. I just don't know if now is the right time, but it sounds like it will be uh, at least the decision for the abs. By the way, uh, two things real quick. I get a lot of grief for being negative, which is completely unfair. Yes, no, 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 no. You can't just throw that. Most of the time it's fair. Not no. all the time. Not I all the time. Yesterday, uh, I don't know if you heard the part where Will and I were talking about which team, the Nuggets or the Avs, have the better chance to win the championship this year. I think they're both going to win it. I think we're going to have a double parade. And uh, you, if you parlay that, you get some, you get some yeah. pretty good odds. Okay. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. All right. So, you know, you might want to take a look at that. Take a Join, join me on the optimism train. 
with that one. Okay. Uh, the second thing to a uh, little house cleaning, we also had a debate yesterday. Uh, there, were, there were cookies down in the in the conference room. Why do why do we all, we always seem to have those birthday cookies and stuff when I'm not when here? <laughs> yeah. Seriously, every every, well, every month because it's once a month, and, yeah. and for some reason, like it's on the day that I'm out. Like, hey, go to the break room. There's birthday <laughs> cookies and cupcakes in there, and I'm like, wait, what? Well, you also missed Shake Shack yesterday. Exactly. That was that was pretty nice. <sighs> but the uh, but the birthday cookies were out, and it was the debate of well, which one's the best, right? So there was chocolate chip. There was the little mini M&M's. Yeah. There was peanut butter, and there were sugar cookies. I just found out the answer because now they've moved from the conference room into, like, leftovers in the break room. Yeah. Stale. Sugar cookies are gone. They're completely eaten. Okay. There's, like, a couple of halves of, you know, the people going, like, oh, I'll just have a half of yeah. one and break it off, and then yeah. they come back. There's a couple halves of the mini M&M's. They eat eight halves. <laughs> Oh, right. I had a half. There's like half. there's like two there's like two chocolate chips. Yeah. So those are all pretty bunched together, and then there's like fourteen peanut butter cookies. So uh, I had peanut butter. That was yeah. my vote. Okay. But uh, it I clearly, like, based on what people have consumed, it was fourth in this race. To each their own when it comes, just like any food, really. But cookies, you know, some people like just a good chocolate chip. Some people want all you know nuts and everything in them. I'm, um, I just feel like we got the answer. Yeah. The people have the people have spoken, and my vote for peanut butter. No, it, it didn't. Bottom of the list. No. Yeah. All right. So Good for you though, you got yeah, exactly. peanut butter. There's, there's a whole, there's there. a whole raft right. of them in there. Uh, we, we I asked this question heading into the break: Are the Broncos in win now mode? Because I do think that's going to dictate a little bit of what they do during the offseason. Whether it's you know, hey, how important is it to keep Draymond Jones? Do you make a splashy move for someone like Jalen Ramsey? Do you pursue Saquon Barkley as a free agent? So let's just start with that simple question. Do you think the Broncos are in win-now mode? That's a tough um, answer. I think they view it as, hey, they're going to try to win now. Yes, they're going to try to compete now. Uh, But realistically, is that the the way it's going to play out? Is is where I'm at. Does that make sense? Like I, I think. Look, you got Sean Payton in tow. You're paying Russell Wilson a ton of money. Yeah. What does that say? Win now. It says win but now. You can't win now when your roster sucks. Uh, okay, so that that's the roster's not good, James. Well, it's not. The roster's not good. We the, know that. But so that's the hard part. Yeah, you want to win now. You're taking the approach of win now. But when your roster's not very good. You're not going to be able to win now, especially when you're looking at the Chiefs and you're looking at the Chargers and you don't need it's to look a, at the Raiders. Just it's a roster that has been depleted in the last couple of years. I mean, there's a lot of things to be critical of George Payton for. But this roster, a couple of years ago, like pro football focus had him as the sixth best roster in football. I don't care about that was, pro football focus. But that was even before the Russell Wilson trade, right? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, they got a lot of talent. It's a, it's a well, good they team. Did defensively. If, if they get a quarterback, well, where's it all gone? Well, aging. What are they doing? People are aging. Like, Vaughn's getting up there in age. It's time to turn and burn. Bradley Chubb was underperforming, and you weren't going to sign him to a big deal. You're ready to move on from him. I just think that, you know, there's a – and it happens everywhere. You know, you're going to see the Chiefs this year. Do they play uh, Frank Clark, and do they pay um, the interior guy, Chris Jones? Like, at a certain point, you can't keep Chris Jones forever, right? You know, and you want to, but you just can't with every single player. So – you know, when you're talking about like three years ago, yes, you're gonna you're gonna look like a different football team, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it. it but has you haven't to be. replaced them. That's the problem. Well, yes, James. You know what the problem is? 
you, you've been awful in the draft. Well, yeah. This the past is, year. Well, and you right, traded away a lot of picks. So those are both on George Payton. That's this, the problem. This roster, right. and that was the most interesting. Of course it's on George. That was the most interesting part of the exercise you and Zach did with the draft. Of It was kind of difficult to get to 10 players worthy of picking. Do you like that? Did you like that deal that we did? Yeah, it was yeah, great. I came it, up with that it, segment. It, it was, I came up with that segment. It was really good. And, got and Zach it, involved, and I, I want him to take a lot of the credit. That's yeah, why I am. Kind of take know. some ownership yeah, of it. I'm the John Stockton of the Which, group, just dishing <laughs> out good stuff and just saying, go ahead. Yeah, you can have no, it. it was good. We, well, I mean, we we play, we ran with it yesterday. We're, we're still talking about it today. It is an interesting exercise, and it was hard to get to 10 guys. Yeah. When we brought DMAC in and we had to get to 15, it was really oh, like, wow. oh, man, that was, right. that was a stretch. But here, just real quick, I mean, like, how do you view when I say, when I look at the Broncos, and I don't think it's as black and white as, you know, are they rebuilding or are they not rebuilding? Like, I think there's, it's, it's right in the middle here. Do, do, will they ever admit they're rebuilding? Will they, will they, no, all these things are no, but the product on the field is going to say you probably are rebuilding. Well, I, I think they're in win now mode based on the fact of they made the Russell Wilson trade. He's going to turn 35 this year, I believe, During in November. He turns 35. Uh, you go, you hire Sean Payton. You trade away a first-round pick to, to get Sean Payton, right? And it's like, okay, well, if you were if you were in rebuild mode, you hire a Jonathan Gannon type. Yeah, but that, that Sean Payton thing is not only for now. That's for that's just to you know, get this thing but, heading back in the right direction. But he direction. ain't here to rebuild. He's here to make the playoffs this season. Which is why I think they have to be aggressive in free agency. And that's why they have to spend the money on Draymond Jones and, and make sure they keep him. Here's a here's the harebrained idea okay. I have for you. Can't wait for this one. Okay. Buckle up, folks, if you're driving and take a deep breath. So the offensive line needs to be that needs to be addressed, right? I, I, I agree. So right tackle, left guard, those are your two big holes at this point. Garrett Bowles is your left tackle. I think Lloyd Cushenberry is your center. They were much better when he was out there. When Graham Glasgow was playing center and would just turn and see who his guy was, how long it was going to take his guy to tackle a running back or ta- tackle Russell Wilson, they were much worse. I think Quinn Miners is your right guard. I think those you, you can't address everything at once. I think those three guys are, are set. Right tackle, are you going to get a right tackle at 68 or 69 that's going to start as a rookie? No. I don't think you're going to get a left guard either. I don't think Dalton Reisner is a great player. I don't. But he's somewhere between the first and third best guard on the free agent market. So you're going to have to fill that spot, unless you think Quinn Bailey's the answer, you're going to have to fill that spot in free agency. Rather than give him a long-term deal, I kick the can down the road. I heard this. I buy myself a year. I franchise tag Dalton Reisner. Buy myself a year to either next year's free agent class is better or you have a first and second round pick next year and you can draft someone who starts right away. Oh my gosh! Um, it's your bet. It's, if you're not going to use the franchise tag on Draymond yes. Jones, use it on Dalton Reisner. You're over. You're James, overpaying for James. one season. No, no. Hear me out. James. Hear me out. You're overpaying for one season. How much money is it going to cost the Broncos? Eighteen million dollars. Yes. I get it. <laughs> you're overpaying for up, one this season. This goes up there with the craziest <laughs> James Merrillat takes ever. This does. No, but this hear me just... out. Hear me out. I get it. You're overpaying for one season, but you're paying that premium. Because you're not having to make a long-term commitment. That, to me, is an equal trade-off. Because if you let Dalton Reisner walk, who on earth are you replacing him with? Who? Listen, you find another guy. You draft a guy. Uh, There's guys everywhere. You know, when we were in Indy, 
We would lose guards all the time. It's like, oh, we got two rookie guards starting. All right, let's roll. Um, it's just the way it's going to be. So yeah, and you had Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's part of. We got Russell. I thought you were high on Russell. I am, but you oh, got to protect him. Like it? You got to protect him. Look, is he Peyton Manning? No. Look, you had the first or second best quarterback in the history of the league. You have to obviously. Um, it's a savvy use figure of out tool. this offensive line. No, it's not. You it's a savvy use of that tool. You here, here's where you've been with with the salary cap because you know uh, I, I get it. It's very flexible, but you you want an open checkbook for Draymond Jones. You want to trade for Jalen Ramsey? No, I don't. I don't. I just brought up that idea. Oh, you I, don't want to do it. No. You were talking about. You were talking about. I like, think they need to address that position. I would don't be, want to trade him. I would be tempted to do it, but the numbers are too big. I would not. That would. It's you not on my said that. List. You never said that. You it's never not, finished it off because well, was, you were talking about Damari Mathis, and we, when we look on the other side of him, and like, I need to figure. So something you were out. telling me with your comments that I was just making the uh, making the case for okay. the other side. I would not do that. Oh, but I would open checkbook for Draymond Jones. Okay, you didn't say that. I would um, open checkbook for Draymond Jones. And then now, oh, way overpaying for uh, for Dalton He's Reiser gonna, for one it. year is ridiculous. Either wait, get a wait, long-term wait, 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 wait. deal with done with him, or you let him walk. It's a guard position, and you figure it out. I mean, it's, it's just not, what you got to do. way overpaying. It in is way overpaying. $10 million bucks overpaying him. In 2020, they gave Graham Glasgow a four-year, $44 million deal. He was a part-time player with the Lions yeah. playing guard and center. They gave him a deal that was eleven million bucks a season. They they screwed that up. They way overpaid for. What do you think Dalton Reiser is going to get on the open market? I don't know, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't say that you do it. So twelve or thirteen. So you overpay then. You overpay by five. Right. I don't know if he gets if he gets that much, but maybe he does. You overpay by five, but that gets you the flexibility to buy the time of one year of of, of left guard. You don't have to worry about it. That's not how you operate. And now you go address one position. You go address right tackle. You're not just overpaying by five because if you you don't have a long term deal done, so now the all the cap hit is yeah. this year, which is ridiculous. Be, but you can't, eighteen million dollars to nineteen million dollars for a guard that's only going to be here for one year. That's the one of the worst takes you ever had. No, in the history it, of James Maryland, it yes. resolves that yes. issue. Well, the only other it answer resolves the issue for what he's injured too. He just said, didn't he injured and banged he up? Is, he he didn't even finish the season. He has been an Iron like, Man. It doesn't. It doesn't just like the the, the position and check. Like where do you rank him in terms of guards in in the whole NFL right now? Like where middle of the pack? Exactly. You don't franchise tag a middle of the pack. Fine, Lord, he's fine. I, I, but he's it, not elite. That's in all a you normal do situation. Elite. You would not. You would not. I agree with you. In right, a normal just situation, it out. this is not a normal situation. Figure I don't want to commit. Out. I don't want to commit to Dalton Reiser for four years. I don't because I think you can upgrade that position in future years. You can't upgrade the position this year when he's arguably the best guy in the free agent market. So how in the heck are you going to upgrade when he's the best guy? And you don't have a, a first-round pick or a second-round pick. You can find good guards all through the draft. Like Luke Wattenberg? I, you just got to find the right guy, James. I did can't you tell you. He, when he got out there last year as a rookie? Yeah, I did, It was James. a mess. I know it was. Maybe he's better this year. Maybe he's not. Go get me a third-round guard. Give me a third-round tackle. Draft two guards and a tackle. I really don't care. You've got to upgrade this offensive line, and it doesn't start with franchise-tagging Dalton Reisner yes. and paying him $19 million bucks for one year. You buy yourself some time. Of course you buy yourself some time. It's, that's worth it. There's a there's a price to be paid for time. Time no. isn't free. No, you, not, not the, in this situation. You can find other good guards uh, at a uh, fraction 
fraction of the cost, just overpaying these guys for no reason. I'm not that, over, that, I'm not overpaying them for no reason. That makes the no reason sense. is you're buying time. And just with Draymond Jones right now, with Draymond Jones, you keep saying I'm overpaying him. He's one of the five best players on your team. That if means he, if, nothing when you have a bad out, team. If he walks out the door, you're you're worse, and you're not going to be able to replace him. Who are they going to draft with the 68th pick in the draft that will come in and be the fifth best player on this roster? That's that's Nobody. not the point. That's Nobody. not the point. That's not the point. All right. There's another position that some people have said the Broncos should address in free agency. Here's what uh, Mike Lombardo from Heavy.com had to say. One NFL coordinator tells me he believes the Denver Broncos are an ideal fit for Barkley. The coach tells me, quote, Russell Wilson needs a running game for that offense to be successful, and Barkley gives head coach Sean Payton an Alvin Kamara-type weapon, unquote. According to multiple reports, Barkley is seeking upwards of $12.5 million per year on a new deal, and with a franchise tag set to cost $10 million for running backs this season, signs point to the former number 2 overall pick out of Penn State at least testing the open market. Well, I mean, that one assistant coach that doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> well, uh, like, I, I, like, who is this guy? I, does he know anything about the Denver Broncos or not? But we, we, us spending uh, that type of money on the running back position, I, I figure that would be your, no, your approach no, right now. You want to pay no, everybody. No, let's just make everybody no. the highest pi, uh, uh, paid player in the NFL, and let's no. go get everybody because we're playing fantasy football here, <laughs> fantasy cap land, and we're going to we're gonna franchise Dalton Reisner. We're going to uh, pay uh, – um, Jalen Ramsey and trade for him. Give him my two third round picks. Um, what else? Uh, and and resign Draymond Jones. Re- there would be worse for Draymond Jones. Uh, beat anybody's price, and then now let's go get uh, Saquon Barkley. There would also. be worse off seasons. But here's the thing: I, don't don't put me. You put me down as, as a yes on Jalen Ramsey. I wasn't. Don't put me down as a yes on Saquon okay, Barkley. So you're not. No, because I mean, seems I, like something you would say. This, this, uh, the clip is funny to me. Of like, uh, you know, Russell Wilson would be better with a good running game. Well, of course. I mean, talk about you took you took an offensive coordinator to tell you that. Right. Like anybody could uh, could come up with that. Here's my thing: Would the Broncos be better with Saquon Barkley? Of course they would be. He's a great player. I don't think that's a position they need to stress in terms of spending money on it because you can go use sixty eight or sixty nine. Those they're two picks early in the third round. Take yourself a running back that is your starter week one. You could, yeah. The Saints did it with Alvin Kamara. You got to find think, the right guy, though. I think you Alvin Kamara, like anything else. I think Kamara was the sixty seventh pick, and then he was offensive rookie of the year in Sean Payton's system down in, in New Orleans. You can address you, that. You want to talk about Alvin? So, someone wanted the Broncos to draft him, and I have the video with my kids still, and I have never put it out there drafting Alvin, and they ended up taking, um, I forgot who they took in the second round. I think they took um, the from Florida State, um, living legend. Um, oh, gosh. DeMarcus the Walker. That, uh, they played like eight they different They took DeMarcus positions. Walker. Yeah. Took DeMarcus. I'll show you that video. Instead but, of Alvin but, Kamara? But, yes. But, so, so I, I would not draft a running back with one of the two third-round picks. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking more offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. Um, and, and other positions because I think you can find good quality running backs fifth round, sixth round that can come in and help you out. I mean, we look look at Isaiah Pacheco, right? I mean, he's, he's a prime, yeah. and it happens every year. But also I think that you'll be able to get good running backs whether if you want to go the veteran route for cheap. I'm not looking for one of the upper echelon. Like, you can get good bang for your buck there with a good, good veteran running back, like, in his fifth year. That's going to be a free agent this year that still has a lot of tread on the tires. So I wouldn't go running back uh, with one of those third-round picks 
Unless I was absolutely blown away with Unless it was Alvin Kamara. Unless yes. you thought that's what he was going to be. Exactly. I'm with you. I w- my point is I would address running back in the draft. I think if you go spend on any of the bigger name free agent running backs, you're sending a clear message that, that Javante Williams isn't coming back. Well, He's not going to come back. You're not expecting him to be your same, the same guy. Well, they don't know right now. Here's they the they have no clue of what that's going to look like. None. The, the two big names out there in free agency, Saquon Barkley, Josh Jacobs. Both really good players. Both would be significant upgrades here. Both would not be guys I would spend money on. No. Jamal, no Jamal Williams from the Lions. Boston Scott, he was sharing time in Philly. Raheem Mostert, who was, you know, pretty good with San good Francisco. Yeah. Another guy, though, who can't stay healthy. He good can't back. stay healthy, right. None, of the, none healthy. of the 49ers backs can stay healthy. Wasn't he with Miami this year? He was. Yeah. And then David Montgomery from the Bears. Love him. Now, I, I would like that one a lot. Because I think even if Javante does come back, that's a pretty good yeah, tandem. Yeah, great tandem. But, so, I mean, he's going to get some good money. I don't know. I don't know because he's, he's been under the radar being on bad Bears teams. Yeah, but pe- but but like NFL people, you know, they, they don't like just brush over that. I mean, they realize that and they realize, I mean, he's done some really good things there. He's ver- he's versatile. He's, yes. a three, he's an every I'm down back. That, but that, that's I, I just one. think he's probably out of my price list that I want to spend on a, uh, you know, whether it's a co-back or whatever the case may be because I think you can get guys for cheaper that um, are, are, are really good backs in this league. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of bad. I mean, Miles Sanders, I think, is a free agent also yep. uh, from yep. Philly. Which would be, I mean, he'd be a great fit. Now, he's gonna he's gotten more attention and being a big part of that offense. Right. I think he's almost in that same conversation. Not Saquon, but he's probably in that same conversation with Josh Jacobs-type money. He's going to be up there probably. Uh it's, just, I think, it's not a place to address in free agency. I don't think. I don't well, think running backs is a position they should address in free agencies. But at all, I mean, what if you? I mean, I mean, I think you. I think you bring back Latavius Murray. You got to have some sort of a, a bridge to when is Javante ready? Right. We don't know if that's going to be opening week. Is it Halloween? Is it Thanksgiving? You got to have right. some sort of a bridge. And I think if it's Latavius Murray, a rookie, and you're waiting for Javante, I think you're fine. That would be that would be my approach to it. So that's how I'd address that position. I would prefer the the problem, you know, you can find good running backs. I would all over the draft, of course, but it's not like we have great draft capital. And I unless I'm blown away, like I said, I don't want to use one of those third round picks on a running back. Uh, So I'd rather wait. And now that's such a hit or miss proposition to where that that young running back isn't ready. Or, you know, who knows, might not even make your football team. And then now you're looking at Latavius Murray and then who else at that position for the first, you know, depending on Javante. And I like Latavius Murray, but he's not, I don't think he's the answer to be the every down back if that's the case. But he was, at the end of the last season when he was playing, it was, we we never came away from a Broncos game going, oh, boy, that's that's their problem. It's Latavius Murray. No, you're right. He, that's he, he was great. So he was great last year for was, what our expectations. What we needed. Right, exactly. So I would. Uh, that's how I would handle running back. I signed Draymond Jones to the long term deal. I used one of those third round picks to get a middle linebacker because I'm over the Alex Singleton. Hey, make a bunch of tackles, seven yards downfield. I'm I'm done with that. I franchise tag Dalton Reisner to buy yourself a year, and then there's one more position you got to address. And you got to address it in free agency. We'll tell you what that is coming up next. You're listening to Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station, 1043 The Fan. Well, I got friends from Colorado. I got friends from Tennessee. So I got something in a bottle. 
drunk up in the Smokies on a Rocky Mountain. A little early for the country music, isn't it? Yeah, Kisner's just kind of taking, like, uh, free liberty now to kind of whatever he wants. Yeah, is this yeah. Florida, Georgia? Yeah, it's Colorado Day. Yeah. So I thought it's, it's, well, because it's 303. Yeah. So I thought it made sense this time. I have a 720 area code, so I do Colorado Day on July 20th. Okay, I guess you could do that. Which is ah. also Moon Day, the day we landed on the moon. Oh. Very yeah. exciting. Okay, so this is Colorado Day. Yeah. yeah. No, because you, you can play it whenever you want. Uh, got free reign here for country. So I went through my uh, foolproof plan of what the Broncos like should this. do this offseason. Like this. I think if George Payton follows that plan to a T, this will be a team that's ready to compete this coming year. But they have to do one additional thing. There was one piece I didn't have in there yet. Can't wait for this doozy. They have to. Re- they have to resolve the right tackle issue. I mean, it's been. A, it's been a. It's been a problem since Orlando Franklin. That's the left first, town in a, a decade ago. That's the first same thing you said when it comes to <laughs> trying to build this roster. So the question then becomes: Okay, well, how are they going to solve it? And again, it's the same issue I have with left guard with Dalton Reisner. You don't have a pick until sixty-eight. You're not going to draft somebody at 68 or 69 that you're going to put out there as a rookie week one playing right tackle. So you want to franchise tag Billy Turner? No. No, I think you got to go out and you're going to have to try again, swing again in free agency at right tackle. Mike McGlinchey is the name you hear a lot as being somebody that maybe the Broncos should look at for that position. With the 49ers, you have a free agent? Yeah. Is that somebody that you're looking at saying, yeah, that would be the answer? Is there somebody else? Would you be – you brought up Billy Turner. Would you be 100% opposed to Billy Turner coming back one more year? Uh, yes. I think it's time to move on. Um, he played at the end of the year. He, no, he I know. Fine. I know. Um, but the injury history there, he's not getting any younger. Uh, no. Uh, I think it's just time to, it's time to move on. Mike McGlinchey, San Francisco 49ers, first-round draft pick out of Notre Dame. I believe so. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, He's currently listed when you you know pull up the rankings on you know Pro Football Focus as the second best available offensive tackle. Now Orlando Brown is listed first. I would imagine Kansas City is going to franchise him. He either gets franchise tag or they work on a long term. Yeah. They're trying to work out a long term deal with him right now. If it doesn't get done, they'll franchise him, give them more time to work out a deal. So I'll give you the top five really quick: Orlando okay. Brown from the Chiefs, Mike McGlinchey from the Niners. So that's a name that, you know, people have gravitated toward. Uh, Jawan Taylor from Jacksonville, uh, Caleb McGarry from Atlanta, and Isaiah Wynn from the Patriots. I lean on, you know, uh, Orlando Franklin when it comes to this. I lean on, you know, Chad Brown um, uh, was was talking a little bit about it, and they have more knowledge about Mike McGlinchey and about offensive line plays. You know, Orlando with off, being an offensive lineman, and I think Orlando, not putting words in his mouth there, is very hesitant. He was a to, top 10 pick. To, yeah, to sign um, Mike McGlinchey to this huge deal in free agency. So for me, um, I say when I hear that, it makes me nervous. And Orlando was around him a lot, uh, not this past year, but the year before, being an assistant coach there. So for me, uh, that tells me this would be a make me a little bit nervous because there's a lot of red flags here. And I don't care what some people, you know, put up there and he's ranked this position and he's there and he was a first-round pick. <clears throat> We've been burnt down, going down this road before, James. Several times. 
And usually when these guys are, are let to hit free agency, Juwan you know, James is the prime example. Why was he available? Exactly. And and it's not that's not always the case. That's not always the not case. Always, right? Not uh, always. But usually really good offensive linemen don't get the free agency. And without being like, we're at least going to franchise tag you for one year. So this would uh, make me nervous to go down this Mike McGlinchey road. And that's exactly the guy I was thinking about. Jawan James paid him mm-hmm. a bunch of money, and it was like, wow, this is what we're getting in return? You got like 37 snaps yeah. in two or three years. Well, here's the other thing, though, and, I, and I'm with you. I'll, I'll rely on what Orlando Franklin says about offensive linemen, and he was in San Francisco, so he knows it well. Um, it, so I, I'm fine with that. McGlinchey isn't necessarily the guy I would circle, but they have to get somebody. They quite literally don't have anybody for that spot. Right. The number eight ranked offensive tackle in terms of free agents, Cameron Fleming. Like, that's a pretty thin group when a guy who's rotational here in Denver, when we haven't solved that spot in a, in 10 years, is the eighth best free agent tackle. There's not a lot out there. Not a lot available. Uh, certainly. No. And Cam did good. I mean, I got to give him credit for expectations. And all of a sudden, you know, hey, you're the starter at, uh, you know, right tackle. Early in the season, out of nowhere, and then we all thought it was going to be Calvin Anderson. Yeah, and then he played some left tackle right when Bowles got hurt, I believe. Yeah. And do you just do you just go down that path again and just say, "Listen, we got to wait till we have a first round pick to address it in the draft." No, 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 no. You can go. I would. I look. I'm not opposed to re-signing Cam Fleming, but all, I'm drafting a tackle this year in this draft. I'm finding one. I'm finding one. That hey, are you guess guess what? It's not perfect. We don't have a first or second round pick. Yeah. But, hey, this is the hole that you put yourself in, George. And and so you've got to find a, a tackle and you've got to find a guard. Go do it in this draft. That's the number one and two priorities for this football team in this draft. I feel like that's, that's trying to solve an outside position on the offensive line with mid to late round picks is like trying to solve the quarterback position with those picks. Doesn't mean you can't. It doesn't mean you you don't find a diamond in the rough, but typically speaking, your answer your answers at tackles are first round picks or second round picks. Typically, so then they're to me that's just rolling the dice and hoping you you know you you spin you, you blindfold yourself you spin around eight times and throw the dart and hope you hit the bullseye. I, I don't like that strategy. I think that's a I think that's a one that's going to be a failure. I'm with you that they need to draft address both guard and tackle in the draft. I just don't think it's this draft. I think it's next year. I think that's what you spend your first-round pick and your second-round pick on next year. I got a name for you. Okay. okay. That's what I do. Deep dive. Okay? Because you, you, you're talking about it's difficult to find these tackles outside the first round. It, yes, it is. You're, you're, you're right, wanna, James. Are you, you got you're a khaki right. pants tackle for me? Um, is that what you're going to break out here? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, from, from last year. Okay. In our division. Okay. Okay. You know the name, um, I think it's Rayshon Slater. Yeah. The tackle from Northwestern that the Chargers drafted a couple of years ago in the first round. Yeah, he went like 11th overall yeah. or 12th overall. Well, he got hurt early in the year last year. The Broncos took uh, Pat Sertan and passed on him. Yeah, he got hurt early in the year last year. Yeah. Well, guess who stepped in to play left tackle for him? Their six-round pick. Their six-round pick out of Georgia. Jamari. Sawyer? Okay. Think that's how you pronounce the name? Uh, S A L Y E R. 
and did a really, really good job. So I know it's it's hard to find these guys. I get it. I get it. But, look, they are out there. And and I, I don't want to hear about, oh, gosh, you know, this and that. Like, George has put himself in this situation with some awful moves last year. Awful, awful, awful moves, okay? And now you have to find a way to find a Jamari Salyer, Okay. You just have to. Okay. Okay. Uh, but but, the, but the Chargers to. didn't go into the season with that being their plan. And it we was, might not go into the season with this guy being the plan either. Well, who's we going to have somebody as Cam the plan? Cam Fleming. Okay. Well, that's fine. That's, that's what, what I said a second ago. If you, you, you re sign Cam Fleming, at least you have an answer there. Right. Calvin Anderson's behind him. Uh, he can play either side if somebody gets hurt. And then if you draft somebody, okay, fine. You're just adding depth at that point. You're not trying to find a starter in this year's draft. I think you try and find starters in next year's draft. And that's fine, too. But but you have you have got to take a swing. You can't just sit in the batter's box with your bat on your shoulder. It's like, come on, Johnny, uh, take know, the darn bat off your shoulder. Swing the bat. That's what, right? I mean, you yeah, know, right? you, you, know, you, you got to swing. You got to take some cuts at the offensive line. We haven't taken any swings at the offensive line at all when it comes to, like, any tackles. Like, when are we Well, they haven't that? tackled. But, I mean, they've invested in that. If you go across that line. Garrett Bowles, first-round pick. Dalton Reiser, second-round pick. Lloyd Cushenberry, third-round pick. Quinn Miners, third-round pick. Those are all premium picks. Yeah. All the way across. And then right tackle is the one they keep trying right. to solve via free agency. It's, I, I'm with you. At some point, they do need to take a swing. I just think that swing needs to be a Rashawn Slater-type swing at number 12 overall in the first round at some point when we, they have a first-round We've pick. given all our first-rounders away. You know, They only so, got one more year they got to deal with. Right. It. This is it. It's um no not as not Kenny Log, as Kenny Logan said this is it this is it and then they can Kenny said that yeah thought he said the gambler no it's Kenny Rogers oh close enough <laughs> both Kennys by the way if you're ever stuck and you have to do karaoke yeah do the gambler the gambler yeah, you can kind of talk it you never count and the whole crowd money. will sing with you when you're sitting I always think about that song when I'm at the table and I'm actually counting my yeah. money I count, yeah. I, you gotta no. count your money you gotta know where you're at no you gotta no, you, you gotta, gotta know where you're at you're sitting at the table. And then it's depressing after. He's like, damn, when I counted that last time, I had that much. Like, I you got no one to I hold them, no one to fold them, no one to walk away, no one to run. I look, not ideal, but you got to figure it out and you got you to gotta do a better job. Got to find the right tackle. And you're right, they have invested with some of these interior guys, but you got to get the right guys, obviously. And that's the problem here. We always seem like we miss on these third, fourth round picks. You know, find me a Chris Cooper whatever, in the fourth round. Right, find me these good, uh, solid players. I see all these other teams doing it. Everybody, well, I don't know if everybody else seems to be doing it. Like I said, I think at the tackle the good positions, teams. tackle position, you're typically going first round picks. You're right, pick. usually. And the fact that they don't have one, I think they got to address that via free agency. I think that my my harebrained, as you probably would call it, Dalton Reisner idea is a great way to buy some time until you do have those more of those premium picks. That's the way they need to go about it. Spend your third round picks on a middle linebacker and replace Alex Singleton. Spend it on a cornerback and try and put some depth behind Damari Mathis. To me, that would be the answer. All right, ESPN laid out a bold move for each NFL team to make this offseason. What do they think the Broncos should do? We'll tell you coming up next. It's Stokely and Zach on Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Who this is. Oh, Pearl Jam? Oh, yeah, there you go. 
Do you not listen to like any like Guns N' Roses, Pearl Jam? Guns N' Roses, Pearl Jam, I did not. So, have I got a little story for you? I was not a big fan of the Seattle grunge scene. Oh, he wasn't your daddy. This, this just wasn't my, that no? wasn't my music. No, I was Nirvana? like, I was the R&B guy when I was in high school. And then I went down to SMU in Dallas and for college to start with, and it turned into country at that point. Okay. I wasn't like the biggest alternative guy, but it has grown on me. Yeah, and I like more of that kind of music now, Yeah, like the current alternative stuff. And Pearl Jam doesn't bother me. Every song sounds the same. It it's just Eddie, Eddie doing that same hey. thing. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Does it bother you? It's great. It's fine. It's fine. Have you been seen Pearl Jam live? Uh, I did. Okay. Where? I did. I did. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> wow. It probably backs up your argument. <laughs> probably backs up your argument, really? James. Yeah. Uh, really? Like, don't see the people when they're older. Ah, uh-huh. see, you should have seen him in 1994, right? And um, not now in Seattle, you know, right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay, see? I, I wish I could have. I couldn't, so I had to do second best. Went to Pepsi, which is ball. Shout out CJ hitting him uh, ball arena over there. Uh, <sighs> little callback. It it, um, it just wasn't very good. Seeing concerts in there to begin with. It's not the best. With you. Right? It's just not the best, right? I mean, like when you got Red Rocks and you got, you know, Fiddlers. Fiddlers Fiddlers is underrated. Oh! It's a really good place to see a show. A thousand percent agree with you there, James. Um, And Eddie was, I don't know, Eddie just, Eddie Vedder, the the lead singer, he just, it wasn't wasn't very good. I'm like, "Mm, I left disappointed. I left disappointed. So it's because he's past his prime. Yep, just like Bruce Springsteen. All right, uh, ESPN had an article where they laid out a bold move that every NFL team should make this offseason. Okay. I haven't seen this yet from the Broncos, so I'm I'm excited to hear it. The one they had for the Broncos I think is interesting, and it 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 would depend on obviously what they would have to give up, but they thought the Broncos should make a trade for Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks. Speed guy. It would give him that speed guy. Now, he's hurt all the time. Right. But he had, this past year, he had 57 catches, 699 yards, three touchdowns. A year ago, in the 21 season, 90 receptions, 1,037 yards, and six touchdowns. Not bad. I mean, look, they're saying it's a bold move, right? He's had 6,000-yard seasons in his career. Six of the last eight years, he's eclipsed 1,000 yards. How old is he? Give me, uh, give me the details see, came, that matter. He came into the league in 2014 with New Orleans, so he has a Sean Payton tie. That certainly would make some sense uh, traded him. for him. They traded he him is to 29 the years Patriots. old. 29. He'll turn 30 on September 25th. So he just signed a big deal. He signed a big deal last offseason to, to remain with Houston. He's making a bunch of money next year. Uh, he wanted to get traded at the trade deadline. They didn't move him. He pouted. And you know, cried about it, and said if they were promised in- me, they promised me they would trade me, um, and missed like the next game, and then he had to show up and play. Uh, so he showed up the next week, or he wouldn't have been getting paid anymore. Uh, and, uh, bold move, though, right? That's what they're bold saying. Bold move. Bold move. I get it. Bold move. Find me a better bold move. I, I, where are we going to put him with our receivers? We are we're going to get too many receivers making too much money that aren't producing. We're going to throw this guy in the mix too. No. Um, find me another position 
that we can make this type of bold move. We're well, not paying that type of money for a receiver to come in here. I do and one think, that's always hurt. I do think Russell Wilson needs more weapons. I think Jerry Judy is clearly the best. He's he's probably the best offensive player on the roster. At some point, they need to put their arm around him, embrace him, and say, hey, you're our guy. You're our number one guy. You're our go-to guy. And stop messing around with you know, trying to make Cortland Sutton that guy. It just ain't going to happen. Um, Tim Patrick, we don't know what Tim Patrick's going to be when he comes back. Hopefully he's raring to go, but we'll see. K.J. Hamler at times can be a pretty good player. Makes some big plays. Had a big play in Vegas against the Raiders. Big play in London against Jacksonville. What? But he's hurt all the time. Why would you bring up K.J. Hamler? I'm just going through the receivers. Oh, okay. Um, they need to add that guy too. I would. Here, here. How about this bold move? I've got one for you. You'll probably hate this too, and you'll accuse me of just wanting to spend money. Oh, gosh. Heaven forbid a team spend some money. If you're going to go get a receiver, go get DeAndre Hopkins from the Cardinals. Oh, here we go. DeAndre Hopkins and Jerry Judy as your starting receivers? I mean, that's you can do a lot worse. Yeah. No, thank you. Why? You're going to have to pay DeAndre Hopkins again. He just got busted for roids last year. Missed the first six games of the year. That was a misunderstanding with yeah, the supplement. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no <laughs> misunderstanding with the supplement. Oh, that old, that old deal, right? It um, happens. Yeah, it happens. of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's getting older. I don't know if he's quite the same player that he once was, James, honestly. And, and you got to pay him. He's going to want a new contract, too. So again, It doesn't make sense here. James, it just doesn't again, make sense here. But again, we're coming down to, oh, we don't want to spend money. Like, no, I want to spend are, money on the right so place. You are so tight-fisted. I want to spend money in the right place. Okay. You want to pay for aging players that you have to give up draft no. capital for, that you're going to have to, and then overpay Draymond for. You Jones? Like to overpay. No, I'm good isn't with that. A, isn't it an uh, No, but you want Jalen Ramsey. I do not. Oh, you don't want Jalen. Okay. I want DeAndre Hopkins here. That'd be great. If, you, yeah. if you're coming up with a bold move, what position would you like to say they uh, see them address with a bold move? Anywhere on the offensive line. Give me a right tackle. Bold move right tackle. Give me a, a guard. Give me a center. Give me something like that, that. That's a bold move. Give me a slot receiver, James. Don't keep giving me outside receivers that um, you know we're overpaying for that are past their prime. Give me another tight end, James. Give me another cornerback. Right, well, I mean, like, your tight end. Give you. me an inside linebacker. I got a lot. I got a lot of other needs here than another outside receiver that is aging and making too much money. They have to figure out what to do with Cortland Sutton. They have to. So. And you know more about slot receivers certainly than than I do, more than most. There has been the idea of hey, do with him what they did with Larry Fitzgerald down in Arizona, make him a slot receiver. Good idea, bad idea. No, awful idea. Okay, then here's awful. here's my idea of what you do. Broncos have a history of this. They did it with Shannon Sharp. They did it with Nate Jackson. To some oh, extent, man. they did it with Julius Thomas. He couldn't block. Make Cortland Sutton your pass catching tight end. Yeah, no, it it just doesn't work that way. You know, when he's I mean, he'd be a matchup nightmare. Well, of course, but but he can't block. So he you're can, gonna put it. You can do. You can just make him. If if you want to just move him into that position like five yeah. times a game, just do that. And but he can also still play wide receiver. No, so he what, can't. He can't so, get separation. So he what? Can't. Is, so what are you what are you gonna do? You're gonna put him in there. He's gonna have. He's gonna be in a three point stance. He can block as well as the guys they've got. 
I mean, people act like no, they just have road can't. graders and and Greg Dulcich. You don't think? Yeah, he, but you want to put Cortland Sutton right there? He'll he, be he'll be ten yards in the backfield. No, in he would two seconds. I promise you. That's an awful idea. So Shannon awful. didn't want to block that's anybody awful. either. Shannon that's didn't awful. want to block anybody either. Mike he, Shanahan got him to buy into it. He did. He did. It. Yeah. I mean, Julius Thomas didn't Shannon want to block Sharp anybody. Shannon Sharp is a Hall of Famer. Please, you don't compare Cortland Sutton and, and to Shannon I'm Sharp. I'm saying it, it's been done. It's been done. Of before. course it has. Everything's been well, done. Why can't, why can't it be done in this instance? Because Cortland Sutton does not fit that mold, and it, it can't happen. He's, He's got too stay slow as a to play receiver. receiver. He'd be a fast he, he tight can, end. He can. He can still. But there's a lot of guys like that. He'd be so great that, down the seam. That doesn't seam. mean that you move every guy that's a little bit too slow to yeah, play. Yeah, he's a tweener at this point. To he's play a tweener. wide receiver to tight end. You he's a tweener. So you have to pick a lane with a tweener. That right? goes up there. He's not as... going to get faster. He's not going to get faster. So you can't pick the wide receiver lane. He could get bigger and get a mentality change not and learn work. to block at tight end. That's at least doable. We're not going to work. Nope, not doable. Just it take is. it from me. You just told me I'm the one that has the no, most, it, more of the expertise on. I'm for trying slot to tell receivers. you. It's, it's I not take your work. answer. I take your answer on slot receivers. When oh, it comes to not, converting oh, receivers to tight ends, that's your specialty. I, that's my okay. area of expertise. Okay. I've seen it happen too many times. Let's in this call Joel Dreesen and get him on the phone. <laughs> get his thoughts on that. Well, you know, Joel. I'm not sure Joel would take my call. I'd probably take your call. But all right, hey, the uh, NFLPA had uh, an interesting study that came out. They had. Rankings of every NFL team's facility. How did the Broncos do, and what does it tell us? We'll tell you coming up next.